What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller, and today is another mini-episode. This time, instead of me talking about my top 10 players in the NBA and NFL, I'm just going to be answering the NFL and the NBA's biggest questions at the moment. Today, there's really four questions, four topics per se I'm going to answer. One about Aaron Rodgers, one about Julio Jones, one surrounding the Nets and the Lakers in the finals, and then my fourth one is about what I asked Stephen A. in a video yesterday. So, moving on to the NFL first. We'll talk about the NBA last. Moving on to the NFL first. Aaron Rodgers not showing up to OTAs. It's his first time in history. Usually you would think that the leader of the team shows up to OTAs. It's part of the football season, bro. You got to show up. You, you got to, you know, lead your team. Start getting your team ready for football. This guy didn't show up, and let me tell you, Rodgers is disrespected. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what you think. If you don't think Aaron Rodgers is getting disrespected, you don't deserve to talk about sports, especially football, because Aaron Rodgers said on SportsCenter it wasn't the draft pick and that he likes Jordan Love and all that. But he's not going to come on the air and say that, yeah, I don't I don't like the draft pick. I don't like Jordan Love. Of course he's going to say that about Jordan Love. You know what I mean? This guy, Aaron Rodgers, has done so much for your franchise. He's won you a Super Bowl. I know people has got jokes about him losing in the NFC Championship, but... I don't see your team making the NFC Championship unless you got Tom Brady on your team or unless you make the NFC Championship, you know, once every five years. Aaron Rodgers has taken them to multiple NFC Championships. He's lost to good teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like the San Francisco 49ers. Very good teams. But this guy's won a Super Bowl. Something that, think about all the NFL players, all the NFL quarterbacks even, that have played in the NFL of all time, and think about how many quarterbacks have led their team to a Super Bowl to win. You could even argue that that wasn't even the best Packers receivers, or not receivers, I'm sorry, Packers team of all time. Um, I don't think it was. I think that, you know, Brett Favre days, and you can even argue the Bart Starr days, there were some of those guys that were a little better. Um you know, the Packers defense, obviously, it had Charles Woodson on it, Clay Matthews, A.J. Hawk, and then that offense had Rodgers, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, um, all those guys, a young Jordy Nelson, a young Aaron Rodgers. But this guy's disrespected. For all he's done, he's won a Super Bowl. He's considered probably a top 10, easily a top 10. Some people consider him top five quarterback ever. And you're just going to let this man sit there, and just take all this disrespect without saying anything. You can't even give this guy an apology. You can't even give this guy a reason why he drafted Jordan. I mean, the Colts with Peyton Manning, people compare to that. I think that's a little bit different because here's the deal with Colts and Peyton Manning. The Colts released Peyton Manning because he came off three neck surgeries. He was getting a little bit older. So they released him, especially because of his cap room. The Colts would be in a much better cap situation. Not only that, they had the number one overall pick, which Andrew Luck was like the clear-cut number one pick like Trevor Lawrence was this year. So we weren't going to have the number one overall pick sit behind Peyton Manning. 
Should we have kept him, knowing that he won another Super Bowl in Denver? Absolutely. I don't know who we would have taken. I, maybe we would have taken Luck. Maybe it would have went like an edge guy or somebody else. But, I mean, it's different because this guy's just flat out getting disrespected. And it's just not – it's not okay. And so this kind of does lead into the um, questions I asked Stephen A. I asked Stephen A. The two main landing spots for Aaron Rodgers is Denver and is Las Vegas. Which, if you know what I'm thinking, that means Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers head-to-head twice a year. Twice. Bro, I could sit down and literally watch those type of games all day long. I could sit there and watch it for 24 hours if I had to. Rodgers versus Mahomes twice a year. Wowzers. But anyways... I asked Stephen A, Stephen A, if Rodgers gets traded to one of those two locations, does that automatically make that team the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? And honestly, I'm going to answer my own questions here. So answering my own question off that, I thought it was a pretty good topic. Um, If he gets traded to Denver, okay, Denver has a, a pretty solid O-line. They have Cortland Sutton, they have Jerry Judy, who Cortland Sutton was injured last year, but Jerry Judy is a good young guy who will develop. Um, you know, they still got Melvin Gordon. They lost Philip Lindsay, but they still got Melvin Gordon at the moment. Their defense with Justin Simmons, Vaughn Miller's returning. I mean, it's a solid team. I would I would say that the Buffalo Bills are would still be more of a threat to the Chiefs with Aaron Rodgers, and you could even argue somebody like um you could argue somebody like the Colts even especially with Wentz having a 2017 season if he's having a season like that you could argue that the Colts are a bigger threat than the Broncos if he goes to the Raiders then I think that's a whole different story because the Raiders are a playoff contender every single year um these guys Almost made the playoffs this year. They made the playoffs in recent years. The Denver Broncos, they were good when the Peyton Manning days, ever since Peyton retired, and they had, you know, um, Drew Locke take over. It's, it's not a good sign. It's, it's not a good sign at all. Uh, I know they had Brock Osweiler for a little bit as well, but not good days after Peyton Manning retired. So if you add Aaron Rodgers to, to a Las Vegas Raiders team with John Gruden, who's a mastermind offensively, I would say that, yes, the Las Vegas Raiders pass the Buffalo Bills for becoming the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs because the Buffalo Bills, don't get me, don't get me wrong, they're a great team. Josh Allen's developing before our eyes. But the Bills defensively, I mean, they're all right. But I wouldn't say that the Bills' defense – if I was out there with the Raiders' offense or the Chiefs' offense, per se, against the Bills' defense, I would never be worried that these guys are going to absolutely shut us down. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about that when you're looking at L.A.'s defense. I'm worried about that if you're looking at even Chicago's defense sometimes. Um, you're looking at that in Indianapolis's defense so a lot of the top defenses, you're worried that, you know, 
these guys are going to shut shut us down. I'm not worried about that with the Bills' defense. So I think the addition of Aaron Rodgers to the Las Vegas Raiders will give the Raiders a boost over the Bills just because of the fact that the Raiders will be so great offensively. And my second question I asked Stephen A. was, Stephen A., how much more difficult does this make Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs with Rodgers in the, in the division? Now, you guys think about this. The two losses, are those really going to hurt Kansas City's resume? I mean, sort of, it could. It depends on how other many teams they lose to. I don't think Kansas City is ever going to lose four or five games in the position where they're at now. Because the division winners, my predictions for the division winners this year is going to be Kansas City, Indianapolis, Buffalo, and... um. Ball or no, I'm sorry, not Baltimore, Cleveland, Cleveland. So those are in no particular order, by the way. But the Chiefs are easily they're gonna breeze past their division right now if they have Aaron Rodgers or if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, I think it's more of a competition, especially when you have to go against up this man against the playoffs. This man takes the Packers to so many NFC championships. You've seen vets against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Tom, I mean, Tom Brady, for example. But, I mean, these vets know what they're doing a little bit more than Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not saying that Mahomes is some scrub in the playoff. I mean, the dude's already won a Super Bowl. But I think this makes the path much, much more difficult for Mahomes if Rodgers joins the division, knowing that you can add another two losses to your resume and you're gonna have to go through um, all these teams in the playoffs. You have to you have to go through at least two of them. Oakland, I'm so, I keep calling them Oakland. Las Vegas or Denver if Rogers is there. Buffalo, Indianapolis, Baltimore, all of those teams. You would have to you have to play at least two of those teams, and you you can maybe even make an argument for Tennessee in there. You have to go through at least two of those teams to make the AFC Championship. Which is extremely hard to do. If you go through that, then you deserve to, to go to the Super Bowl. So, to answer my own two questions, yes. I think that it makes the path much more difficult for Mahomes to go to a Super Bowl if Rodgers is in the AFC, much less in his division. And I think that... The Bills are probably more of a threat, and the Browns are more of a threat when if Rodgers goes to Denver. But if he goes to Vegas, I think that automatically makes him the biggest threat in the AFC. Okay, moving on to NBA. I'm watching the playoffs, right? And guys, let me tell you, I'm not worried about the Brooklyn Nets or the Los Angeles Lakers. But... I am worried about how the rest of the Nets role players are going to show up. They need to help out my man KD. KD, if you guys don't know, is my favorite player. KD and Harden combined for 80 points tonight. 80! And Kyrie added 16, so the big three combined for 96 points. 
But guess what? The Brooklyn Nets still lost, even though the big three had 96 points. Jason Tatum had 50. The Celtics, everything was clicking for Boston in the Garden tonight. Marcus Smart was drawing fouls and was hitting shots. Like I just said, Jason Tatum went for 50. Kimbo was hitting shots. Brad Stevens did an excellent job of making adjustments. This Boston team has to do everything right to beat this Nets team. If this Nets team role players is not going to show up, then yeah, I will be worried in, in further rounds. Because Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie, I mean, that's the definition of carrying. You put up 96 total points and you still lose the game. That's the definition of carrying. That's the definition of literally a three versus a whole team. Three versus five, three versus nine or ten or whatever the Celtics rotation is for that matter. Like, it's unbelievable. And for the Los Angeles Lakers... LeBron, you need to stop flopping, bro. Don't act like you got caught. Don't act like you didn't get caught in 4K, bro. Chris Paul didn't touch your shoulder and you rolled on. Now, I know, LeBron, you can be a finesse sometimes, bro. You can be a finesse because they don't call timeout right away. So it can be a tactic to catch your breath. It can be a tactic to let Frank Vogel coach up the rest of the team. So it can be a finesse. But if you're genuinely trying to act hurt, stop it. LeBron, I you know, I'm not you, LeBron James, but if I got poked in the eye, I've been poked in the eye before, maybe not as hard as you, but I can promise you I'm not seeing triple vision. I'm not seeing three rims. It just hurts your eye. You know, it's kind of blurry at first, but if you just wipe your eye, if you touch your eye and kind of rub it, then it's fine. It's going to sting a little bit, but you don't see three rims. Come on, bro. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, you've seen what this guy does for every single team he's on. Chris Paul has been on the New Orleans Hornets, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Thunder, and the Phoenix Suns, and he hasn't been on one bad team. He's such a floor general. He's a leader. And if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, I think that the Phoenix Suns would be up 2-1 right now. And by the way the playoffs are going, the Nets, please, need to make it to the finals against the Lakers. I want to see that really bad. And the New York Knicks fans are toxic. Those are my two biggest takeaways from the playoffs right now is that the Nets and the Lakers are looking like they're going to match up in the finals and that the Knicks fans are right up there in toxicity with Cowboys fans. Knicks fans, you guys are celebrating one playoff win. One. Not a series win. You didn't win the whole series. You won one playoff game. You split against a lower seed. I agree exactly what Max Kellerman is saying on first take. First take's my favorite sports debate show. I agree 1,000% on what Max is saying. You split against the lower seed. And you win one playoff game for the first time since 2013. And New York Knicks fans are running across the streets 
acting like this solves world hunger. No, you won one game. And you just lost again today. You're down 2-1. Stephen A. Smith and Jerry Ferraro were on first take acting like the New York Knicks won the finals, acting like they solved world hunger when they won a singular playoff game. Singular. Oh my lord, that's embarrassing. I, I can't even put... And not to mention the fact, the reason I say that Knicks fans are toxic, not only because of that reason, because they celebrate that hard. When the Knicks beat you in a regular season game or a playoff game, just go to the opposing team's Instagram. So when the Atlanta Hawks posted the Game 2 final score when the Knicks beat them, go to the Atlanta Hawks Instagram post when they posted the final score. There are more New York Knicks fans saying, take the L, you guys are trash, Knicks and five. Because at the time, it was one-to-one. I mean, it is bad. There are more Knicks fans in there than there are Hawks fans. Because of one singular playoff win, thinking that their team's good. Listen, I think the Atlanta Hawks are better than the New York Knicks. I think the Atlanta Hawks are more talent than the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks just have a great coach, and they've gotten hot at some point in the weak Eastern Conference that led them to a four seed. I don't think they're going to beat the Hawks, but the New York Knicks fans are so toxic. They have the audacity to spit on a player, to spit out of their mouth onto a player. And they think that it's fine. They think that they did nothing wrong. So in conclusion, the New York Knicks fans are so toxic, they go to other people's social media feeds when they win and say that they suck and say that they're trash and say all these other things and say that the New York Knicks are better is one thing. They say that um, they spit on other teams, players, and they act like they still have world hunger after one playoff win. You can make an argument they're worse than Cowboys fans. Dallas Cowboys fans, all they say is this is our year every year. They just think that they're going to win the Super Bowl every year, which they're delusional. I think Cowboys fans are more delusional, but Knicks fans are far more toxic, and it's not close. New York Knicks fans, I hope you guys get beat 4-1 because I cannot stand you guys bragging, thinking you're better than everybody else because you won a singular playoff game. I mean, dear Lord, sweet Jesus, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Final topic of the day, Julio Jones, I just want to say quickly where I think his landing spot is going to be. I think that he's going to land in San Francisco or Tennessee. The Falcons, it's rumored that they already have a first-round pick offer on the table for him. I don't know who, but Julio Jones has two years left on his contract. If I were the team's front office, whoever gets them, I'd, I'd obviously trade for him these two years. And then I'd let him walk. 
he'd be in his upper 30s. He'd probably be regressing. And for Julio Jones, for a receiver to regress, it, it happens pretty quickly. But I think he's going to end up in San Francisco and Tennessee. Um, Atlanta didn't disrespect him or do anything like that. I just think he he just said he wants to win. And he can win in both San Francisco and Tennessee. So I think that he's going to end up there. But that is my quick take of the day. My, I Sorry I went on the little rant about the Knicks fans, but it had to be done for sure. That is the end of the episode, though. This quick little mini episode, you can follow our social medias. Instagram and Twitter is DW Sports with two S's on the end. TikTok and Snapchat is DW underscore sports. Email is DWSportsShow at gmail.com. And if you guys know anybody that wants to be premiered in Indiana High School Athlete of the Week, just let me know. DM me on Instagram at Will Feller, and we'll see what we can do. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in this episode, and I'm gone.